Welcome back to What's the Point Creative Podcast with myself, Tyrone, Chris, and Blaze. This is episode 55. I hope everyone's been well. Everyone's doing good. Mandem, how are you lot doing? What's new? Not bad at all. Not bad. Yeah. Blaze, you want to go first? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I've been a bit sleepy today, but apart from that, I'm very cool. Um, I, I called him when you were sleeping, bruv. Yeah, man. At 3.30. Nah, man. I don't know. I just feel super tired today, innit? So, I was just chilling, watching this uh, season of Homeland. And then, next two twos, I'm sleeping. And then, next two twos, I'm hearing my phone ring. <laughs> and then, Ty's like, oh, the episode. Later on. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, man. But, yeah, but did, did you mind see the... um? The fight on Saturday night. Of course, of course, I watched the fight. Nah, I, I didn't night. see it. I Canelo, see people talking about it though. So Canelo and Mr. Saunders. Um, yeah, it's just I think it was. It's what I, me as a boxing fan, I feel like it's been needed for a long time. Just uh, this is obviously no offense to any other one, any other people doing like fighting, you know, internet stars and YouTube stars and all of that stuff. I mean, it's entertaining, but I feel like from an athletic point of view, it's really good to see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really, really exciting. Did you see the um, <laughs> the main one with the thing? And the <laughs> who, wait, who fought? Well, I mean, who, who, who didn't see that? Who fought? Uh, who fought? <laughs> well, the, um, the one that I was referring to, Blaze, was the um, Canelo and Saunders fight. It was long awaited um, oh. for it to happen. It was, it was. I think it was really good, really entertaining fight. But um, Tyrone is making reference to. The, the, the Paul brothers, the, the, the circus, the should I call yeah. it, of um, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Yeah, so which I mean, it's cool in its own right, but yeah, it's just it's not really. In my opinion, I just don't really think it's like boxing, boxing, like serious boxing, because yeah. I think we all know what the outcome is going to be from that. So. Yeah, but it's like I said, and like I don't know how true it is, but it could be true. But I think. Um, Floyd was saying that, oh, he could potentially walk away with 100 M's. Or he might, like, that's how much he potentially earned. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's done that before, though. He's done that, he did it in the Pacquiao fight. He did that in the McGregor fight. fight. Like, he's he's done well. it before. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, it's still a lot of money, I, though. I don't know about this um, <laughs> yeah. YouTube. I think it would, like, take away boxing for what it is. Like, it will degrade his um, legacy as well as a fighter. If he fights, like, someone who's not really an athlete. I think, personally, and trust, he's not really earned his uh, way to actually even fight him. So if he even gives him the opportunity for the money, then I think that's bad. I think in the long run, it's going to be bad for him. I think to be fair, when it comes to the like calling the the the, the Paul brothers, I wouldn't actually say I wouldn't say athlete because they are quite athletic. I have to give it to yeah. them. Like you know, they've trained, they've worked towards this, whatever it is. Even though the the only difference between them and, you know, people who are known as solely boxers is that I feel boxers have the credentials under their belt. Mm, exactly. I mean? To be like how they've done, blah, 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 and blah, blah. And they've blah, worked their way over to the fight the people they fought. Yeah, which is why it is I feel like this thing is, it's, I can't write it off completely. I don't think it would be, be fair of me to, to say, oh, yeah, it's rubbish. But it's definitely more of just like an extreme marketing platform to just but is you you know boxing is just used as an extreme marketing platform to make a lot of money and entertain people yeah it's not really a proper fight you can't take it as like oh there's there's no i don't really think there's serious bad blood into things like this do you know what i mean that you can sometimes get in boxing not i'm saying that i'm encouraging that but 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think if anything, as I said, I think it's gonna damage uh, Mayweather if he takes this on and uh, reputation. And I think he will damage um, boxing as a whole, like in terms of like the aspect of you have to get good enough. You have to win fights to essentially fight the best fighters. And if you're just coming yeah. in just because you've got a bit of clout and you want to fight, then where does it go from here? Yes, yeah. but it? it's been... It's happened it's been in other happy. sports and it's happened obviously in boxing. They've done a few fights against. I don't know if they've even fought... Have they, I'm not sure if they've fought a boxer yet, but I know they've had like a few like celebrity fights, shall I say. Logan Paul and Jake Paul fighting people. But, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I think they should just stick to doing... If they're doing the entertainment thing, stick to fighting YouTubers and entertainers. That I think that's probably more of their pull. And the other thing is, um, like, um, Mayweather, he licks him, yeah, and then man drops down, gets, like, some brain damage, then what? You get it, like... Because it's at the end of the day, it's still a serious sport, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Mm. But the height difference is there, though, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, like, like Logan. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. the guy's tall still. Like, I'll, I'll give him to that in it. It's like, but then Floyd's done it, fam. To be honest, I, I mean, think you, should... you get, you know, when it comes to that, that it's a very interesting point you mentioned there, Tyrone. Yeah, that I always tell people it's and and because I've gained a lot of respect for people fighters across the board. Listen, you can be you can be able to push, God knows, two hundred in the gym. Whatever it is, bench press. If you can't fight, you can't fight. It's a simple because you need to remember. People often think that oh, because that they put a muscle, you can fight. It doesn't work like that. It does not yeah, work yeah, like that. Trust me. Thing is, you know, just you, you find the biggest, baddest guys getting weighed yeah. in because they don't know how to throw hands, or they know? get tired quick, so they ain't got the stamina. Yeah. So yeah, you might be able so, to throw one or two punches, but then what happens <laughs> yeah. like when it's like rounds of rounds, or if in real life it's like minutes. Yeah, you might get a lucky one, two punches and hope they connect. If they don't, then you're screwed, isn't it? Because you just used all your energy. Then what? You're just going to get slapped up. Yeah. Like, same thing <laughs> about um, Ant- um, Anthony Joshua, the fight that he lost the first time round to um, Andy Ruiz. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The guy was... <laughs> he, was he wasn't in shape, bro. He was just some fat Mexican, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Wherever he's from. But my guy beat him straight up. It's like... Yeah, anyone can get beat, guys. Anyone can get it. But yeah, anyway, let's get things rolling. Um, first subject. <laughs> so basically, I've got an interesting one. Um, obviously, I've been learning. I've been learning how to code, and um, so I've been watching a lot of like tutorials. And I was kind of not even thinking. I was kind of thinking out loud, thinking to myself like. Because you know how we always speak about copy and paste designs, right? As mm-hmm. in general, like let's say like right now, like you could say, right, like I've seen that before. And then my thing is that, okay, cool. Do you kind of blame the tutorials behind that whole thing? Because usually people, when they watch a tutorial, they actually follow the step-by-step of that person and they do mm-hmm. the same thing. So once they learn how to do that, would just apply the same skills throughout the whole design process and that's where you get this whole copy and paste frenzy so i just want to get what your guys opinion if you guys agree disagree yeah, so, yeah. i kind of agree but obviously it depends on it there's a lot of that like a lot of people will watch a tutorial and then you um see that they've literally just recreated what the tutorial is and they try to say they made the thing from scratch Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, 
I've done that once before in it when I was learning mm-hmm. how to do 3D. So I'm not even going to say I have never done it. I've done it once in it and I tried to make yeah. it seem like I created it all. But then I, from that experience, I was like, there's no point because it's clear that if someone it's types not- in that thing, it's going to come up on YouTube and they're going to see that I've just ripped it anyway in it. Mm-hmm. You get because it? it literally yeah. was a, it was like a cut and paste because I literally copied the tutorial step by step. So yeah, I learned like it's obviously better not to do that. And then obviously a whole point of the tutorial is to take the skills, what you learn, and apply them in your way or a way which is your own or like mm-hmm. not one for one. Like there might be a situation where you need to take a bit of a tutorial, you need to like yeah. a small portion of it, and you need to do it in your own way or even add to it using something yeah. else. So you fuse it with something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's the key as well. Like, a tutorial is like, for me personally, it's like, if you're working on a project and there's a particular thing you want to do or it's like you want to learn, okay, cool, how do I create that? You kind of do a tutorial, you watch it, and then you then go back to your, like, your workspace and actually do it yourself. Like, do it on your own version yeah. without being influenced heavy by that tutorial. Or another thing but, is as well, like, I think... Um... What happens as well, when we start to try and learn a program, I think a lot of people, we try to run before we can walk. And that's why we rely yeah. on just copying the tutorial rather than going back and to the, the effects basics. as well. And a lot yeah. of people wouldn't go to the fundamentals of a program because once you go to the fundamentals and then you understand how they work, you probably can skip a few tutorials anyway of them. Oh, yeah. You'll get to the stage where you don't even need to look at the advanced tutorial. You just know how you look, look at example or look at example or something and then you'll be able to like kind of get the gist mm-hmm. of how they might have created that and you go off and you try and like make it your way and make it like mm-hmm. recreate certain mm-hmm. effects or certain things what you liked in the example you saw yeah. so you won't even need a tutorial as such you just know like how to do it even though it might not be the same exact way that person comes to that um, end point you know how to do yeah. it your way which is yes. it's going to have like a different outcome Pos- anyway you get because yeah. you're not relying on following step by step or oh, this is how you get from A to B you're doing it like you're getting from A to B yourself just using yeah. the visual or whatever you saw as like a, refer- a reference, reference point. point exactly yeah 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 from course <laughs> yeah because because you don't want to be I know it's hard in it because you're kind of you can't be influenced in it not, but yeah. yeah but I think right now it's like people are influenced heavily and it's like are you really thinking or is the tutorial doing the thinking for you like can you actually go away and be like okay actually you know what yeah i thought of that concept mm. using you know what i'm saying same thing with the effects in like music videos yeah it's all the, it's all the same bruv it's like you know what i mean like right. i goes back to that trend talking we were talking about before when we were talking about things with trend and like people jump on i think we were talking about you know, when we were talking about websites designs i saw on instagram and all of that so it goes back mm-hmm. to that thing in it like it's, it's another thing as well because a lot of the time if we know as um, designers or creators sometimes it's not even us who wants that it would be the client they come to you and they yeah, want yeah. that and then it sometimes they don't yeah, yeah. give you no room to like maneuver they just yeah. want that look or that effect. Like, there's no, like, but I can add to it or I can change it slightly. No, they want exactly what they've given you and they want that in their video or whatever they, they've, uh, the piece of design or creative thing you're mm. pr- producing for them. Do you get it? Sometimes they don't give you no yeah. wiggle room. No. 
And as, <laughs> then at the same time, it's like, even though they don't give you the, the wiggle room, but then if you kind of go back to say, okay, cool, if you want to do this particular effect, it's going to cost you or we might have to hire something else. Mm-hmm. Now they don't want to hear about it. It's like, rah, like just try and do it for cheap, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. but obviously copying would probably, arguably copying something would probably be cheaper than creating from scratch. Because if you have to think about creating from scratch, then you have to like you have to adapt it in essentially in it. But if you're copying as a creative me, I think it's easier just to see something and copy it than actually have the full process of like how do I make it better and how do I adapt it to fit my project. But if the client's yeah, coming to you and saying, "Oh, I want this, this, I want it this style," and I know how to do that, I'm just gonna have to. I think for me, I don't even bother arguing anymore. I'll be like, okay cool i'll do it because to me it's like it's easier for me because if i know how to do it and i know it's easy to do you get so if you say oh i charge you for it then i don't think that that make that don't make no sense it it doesn't yeah unless you don't know how to do it yeah but then again it's like this kind of goes back to the another kind of outlook it's like does the effect make the video or the concept and the storytelling make the video. Just because you have the madness effect doesn't mean that the video is actually, the storytelling is actually it good. it fits the video or the fits it the context. It fits the video, right. it fits the context. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't, innit? So, uh, you know what I mean? I think a lot of the time you'll be able to tell as well because like, there's been times like, I've worked with people and then I've not liked how... Uh, they've tried to take the, the project and yeah, like, I'll go with it because at the end of the day, I just can't be asked to argue or even, after I try it once with them, I'll just be like, okay, cool. It's not, I'm not going anywhere, so, and you're not willing to budge, so let me just do what you want to do. And then at the same time, if it goes into my portfolio now, I put my... Um, Twist on it. Yeah, I'll put the way I wanted it to look or the, the yeah. outcome I, what I pushed in it, essentially, and put it in my mm-hmm. portfolio. Because it's exactly... And that's how you make money as well, might I just say. Yeah. Because what you just said about how you do what it is that they're asking you to do. That's a good way to, to do stuff, obviously, mm. because they're the paying client. But then do what it is that they want you to do. You know in your head as a creative individual that it's going to come out looking substandard. Yeah. So then you said, okay, fine, I've done what it is you want me to do, right? They can now see that when it's come out that it doesn't look like the way they envisioned it to be. So now you go back to them and say, like, okay, if, they, if they're looking at you being like, oh, I was expecting more, right? Like, yeah, I can happily do it, but it's going to cost yeah, you. Yeah, that's when you can say that. So basically, yeah, you can, so they're, pay, yeah. they're, tar- they're paying you twice. And it's a way that often designers, why I always, I, I've actually learned it myself in recent years, switch off your creative ego in that sense. Do you know what I mean? Just be like, yeah, you know what? Cool. You're the paying client. That's fine. I have to deal with that even in corporate environments as well, where they have a, a set brand and so on. But even still, you can manipulate that ever so slightly. Yeah. I know in my head the output is going to look nonsensical, but I still do it. And then after which I'm just like, obviously, when you work with somebody, you can't say that, oh, you're going to charge more. But then you can essentially be like, they give you more trust in terms of your creative output to be like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. Because last time this happened, it didn't look good. He touched it up. It made it, he made it look sick. Going forward now, let's apply the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Let's give him more or give her more responsibility and so on. So it's it's definitely um, a really important thing that one designer can manipulate to their own benefit. Mm. So, yeah. 
but even even if I can just interject, you know, Tyrone, you, you know, the, your main point of like, how do you feel about tutorials and so on? I think it's really good given the environment that you're in, because yeah. not always, again, referring back to, let's say, for example, a corporate environment, you don't have all the time in the world, from my experience, to be coming up with a new concept all the time. Yeah. It's a new concept, but relative to us creative individuals, it's not exactly the most... And you know, yeah, yeah. at the same a, time, a novel idea. It, so you just go to things like, let's say, like platforms, Shutterstock, or you know, I don't know, Motion so Array, can, and all you, these things. Yeah, yeah. And you just get it from there, you know. And um, it speeds things up because people don't. We, let's be honest. We care because we're storytellers and communicators. We care about the process. The people who are receiving it don't care. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, that's the other thing. That's a good thing you said that in a certain field, it might be new, but it might not be that you get. So, mm -hmm. like, in terms of, like, the design might be new. I don't know, if you take something from the car world and you place it in, uh, I don't know, finance. It's mm -hmm. new in finance because you've literally brought a style or something was working in the car world and you brought it to finance and it's, mm -hmm. you think it would work here, like, the way it's designed or the way you're, the way you're trying to tell the story or you get it. Yeah. So, and as Chris said, like, some, sometimes you just ain't got time, especially in mm -hmm. the environment he works in. And some clients... Uh, they need it quick as well to turn around so you ain't got yeah. time to be developing from scratch and I think at the end of the day everything's been done before and it? it's hard to actually come out with something that hasn't been done before but when you take something like I don't know the most popular advert right now let's for instance a, a week ago let's say Nike released the advert and then you got a client in another sportswear brand and you're literally looking at the Nike advert and you're literally going one for one that's when it's a bit like mm -hmm what the hell because you're literally copying and pasting and you're, it's obvious I think in that sense it's bad but if you say for instance you saw a Nike advert and you like certain elements about it and then you had to produce let's go back to cars a car advert and you wanted to include certain elements from the Nike advert in your car advert I think you could do that because yeah there might be comparisons but you've literally just changed the, um, the field essentially and so no one like unless they know about adverts and storytelling, they won't really be able to tell. It's the same sort of advert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. What you mean. Mm -hmm. But then, does yeah. that make us lazy, though, bro? I don't think it makes it us lazy. Really. It makes us smart sometimes because sometimes we can't. You can't keep. I think like as a creative, it's easy to think you can create everything from scratch in it. Because I get caught in that sometimes, but then when you realise, like, creating motion graphics, creating all these assets, sometimes it's just time-consuming. And that's why in um, certain, like, creative teams, there's specific roles for that reason, because you need specific roles to make a job go quicker. Otherwise, it's going to take... Yeah. Let's say you need to do motion graphics, you need to edit, you need to film. So, really, that's three people's roles you're taking on. Roles, so it's going yeah. to be taking three times as long to complete, because you're yeah. only one person, isn't it? Yeah. So sometimes it's just about being realistic. So I understand sometimes when people copy and paste because at the same time, you do need to be realistic in terms of time. But when most people, as going back to the tutorial thing, when people follow tutorials, usually they're not doing it for a job, like an active job. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. Usually most people follow tutorials for like to learn about a program and how to like yeah. get better at using the program. So when they go and use the tutorial, tutorial, and then you see the same piece of work in the portfolio, like one for one with the tutorial, I think that's a bit stupid because 
you literally just it's literally you're stealing that uh work essentially and you're just trying to pretend yeah. it's yours and you're putting it on a portfolio i think but, it all depends as well on position sorry Taron, yeah, not yeah. to cut you off there but it's it's it depends on position because one could say that you're being lazy if you're a consumer but then at the same time you need to remember we can also make be the people making these tutorials therefore that stops making you be lazy isn't it because people are now you've made something it's almost like a product and people are using it so it's actually quite intelligent to do so that's why it is i always urge people to be like how by all means i mean you look at circumstance time doesn't allow it you know if whatever reason like it may be time it may be like budget as well this could always be a factor Mm -hmm. then you use it you jump on a tutorial you jump on a preset you jump on a yeah preset tutorial but you know if not then yeah feel free flap your wings a bit create something you know But I also think there's like an overload of tutorials, bro. <laughs> there's too many. There is, there is yeah. There's too I find many, that really, bro. really frustrating. Um, but it's because, again, it's that rat race effect in the sense that everybody wants to be the person who's known for I was the first to do it. They don't care whether it's quality stuff. They just want to be the first, yeah. you know, in design, which I feel now can be can deteriorate design in a, in, in a sense. Even some of the... Um, the titles they, they use as well, oh, from they, 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 it doesn't even <laughs> explain the tutorial really because if you click it, you're searching through it or you watch it and then you're like, yeah. I still didn't get what I wanted from the from video. That. And it did, the mm-hmm. title doesn't sometimes line up with the actual overall tutorial. Like It doesn't, it doesn't. make sense. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I actually also say, you know what? The ones that I've watched here, I give them a, a big props for actually... Uh, doing the timestamps as well. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good because yeah, because sometimes, bro, I see a three hour. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, fam. I'm going through three hours. So if I see the timestamp, I know mm, what I'm yeah, looking yeah. for. And then I can click on that and actually say, okay, cool, boom. You know what I mean? Because like as you humans, like our attention span is not that great, bro. Twenty minutes tops, and you're just if I saw three hours. Sorry, <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't even bother looking at the description. I wouldn't even click on it to be honest. I like to see tutorials which are like anywhere between ten and twenty minutes. Any longer than that, I don't yeah. even probably click on them because I just like if you couldn't condense what I'm looking for down into them sort of minutes, then I don't know. Yeah. Like even ten minutes is a bit mad. I see some the best tutorials are always the shortest, like the the yeah. quickest, like two minutes. Like them tutorials are the best. I love it. Like when they just get straight to the point. There's no on YouTube as well. They like to talk a lot in the beginning, talking about subscribe to my channel, support me, blah blah blah. I hate blah, it. Blah, I, hate blah. That. I love it when it's just like boom, boom, bam. And then the, the other thing is on uh, Instagram and other social medias. I'm starting to see more of that now. Where it's like just straight up tutorials. Like it shows you the example at the start, and then you, you swipe through, and then you see like how they've got to the end point essentially. And it's like yeah. 20 seconds of your time and you can see how it's been made because you could you could even say the same thing about like like podcasts as well bruv like the intro can be hella long it's like bro just just, just go straight to the point isn't it like the main thing like yo done yeah well the thing is with podcasts they're um in general most podcasts i know are ones a bit of a short podcast but they are getting shorter turning into like bite-sized po- uh, podcasts but podcasts in general they're usually like an hour or two long in it on average like mm-hmm. most people's podcasts so yeah people don't mind i don't think i don't mind hearing the the intro before like the, what you could say the pre-intro when they're just talking about stuff but obviously after about 15 minutes yeah that's when i start thinking okay where's the intro coming 
Because <laughs> I want to hear actually yeah. what's, what's going to go on in it. But, <laughs> what's going on in yeah. it? I think it all depends on the podcast as well, isn't it? So. Yo, Chris, what were you saying about um, something you saw on Insta? Um, yeah, it kind of funny enough, it kind of ties into what you were speaking about uh, Tyrone to do with coding. But my my one is in relation to logos, sort of. Um, I saw a thread on Instagram. Um, if you just bear with me, I've got, actually got to the page right. It was but uh, from a page called um, the Wilson Wings. Um, talking about the idea of there being logo makers um, versus logo designers. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I really, I really feel like there should be some kind of PSA I put here to be like how people are going to feel triggered. Some people, our listeners, mm-hmm. right? Because some people are guilty of being one of the other. But um, essentially, what it was just trying to say was just trying to break down what someone out there feels is the difference between a logo designer and a logo maker. A logo designer is obviously somebody who has that creative nature about them. Mm-hmm. Um, usually able to put pencil to paper uh, and actually draw something very unique, very bespoke to the, the, the needs of whoever's asking them to do it around logos. Um, and then a logo maker. Now, a logo maker, I'm not taking away any you know creative credits from them, but usually their first point of call, it would be like, even though they're a designer, Fiverr, it would be Fiverr, it would be Shutterstock, it would be, and, and so on and so forth. Now, that's fine. You know, I'm not, knocking anyone for the methods in which they do to get to the end result yeah but you know it really just made me think that how is this actually the case because just to go through some of the, the slides that was on this thread um it says logo maker it was a bit harsh to be fair but i think it was quite interesting logo maker it says can't make unique logos and it says logo designer creates 100 percent unique logos um logo maker offers two generic logos logo designer makes distinctive logos um, logo maker uses bad typography. <laughs> logo designer uses the right typography. Um, logo, and then I just there's a few more, but I just read one more. A logo maker uses random colors. Logo designer applies color psychology, which is also very good it is. because things like red Coca Cola is attractive because red. Well, it's really it's a white logo, but they use red and white um, because it creates alerts, like you know, uh, bold that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Bold stuff, like, yeah. So it just made me feel as well like is this something which isn't spoken about enough in design is it something which i feel designers as ourselves and creative individuals we need to really question that what category do i fit into and how much is this impacting my creative presence and and reputation you know am i shifting too much to one side or, or the other and and what side is is in this day and age what side is the best better side to be on you know mm, i know that was a, a lot but one. yeah it depends isn't it yeah yeah it is is a bit of a a sticky one in the sense that like you do want to factor in you're not going to always be given a a deadline of you get it given now and then it's six months down the line do you know what i'm saying or the budget well i mean yeah the budget as well and just there's so many different things and and i feel that you know yeah it's 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 there's a lot of things you have to consider i for myself um, I would definitely say over the past three years, I've started to adopt a lot more of the logo making aspects of things only because of this, the environment I've been immersed Man's into. Been however, <laughs> however, however, you two who are my long term friends have always known that I've come from the school of pencil to paper. I've always spoken about it. And me and Blaze, we've had a lot of back and forth about it, but I've always been a fan of pencil to paper all the way. Yeah. So it's a case of where like, 
if somebody was to say solely what do you fit into i think i'm definitely still more so inside of logo designer yeah. you know because even, even guys... like the same thing about like a logo maker as well bruv like it's like like what are you making fam all you're doing is just going on, on photoshop and you're using the same template that everyone else is using yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so it's like it's like yeah because i think like you said didn't it if you really want to do a brand like you want to create a brand from scratch from the startup here yeah? your mm-hmm. brand and your logo it like people charge what they charge for a reason you know what i'm saying there's actually yeah. value of how you charge but mm-hmm. if you're going to charge something like 10 pounds to make, make your logo yeah don't expect a lot don't, don't don't expect expect a lot and for people who done logos they will give you a full brand guidelines how to use their logos what type of yeah. logos to use them yeah, in for like billboards the price everything the price does determine what you get out of it as a oh, yeah. person as well so as you said like if someone comes to you and said and the other thing i've realized a lot of people come to me just for a logo but they don't realize as you said like brand guidelines and there's other like how you apply it and how there's that sense as well and comes, you need yeah. to understand that and really and truly you should come to me for a brand identity rather than a logo because I feel like a brand identity will set up everything anyway for you. So even if you, yeah. even me or another, if you get someone else to design anything else for you after that, it will be easy for them to just understand where you're trying to take a brand once I create or whoever creates a brand identity for you because it's all basically there. Like there's no thinking. Yeah. So anything extra to your brand is just like extension of what's already been set, essentially the rules. And then they just have to yeah. design from the set rules and you can create, I don't know, a website or a business card or I don't know, t-shirt or whatever you want to create because the rules are there and how to apply the logo are there as well. It's true. Cause like, bro, even um, last week I was working on a, for the Royal Bank of Scotland and they gave me some mm-hmm. brand guidelines. Yeah. Bro, hand to heart, yeah, that shit was amazing, bruv, because everything was explained to me, like how mm-hmm. to use the logo, the different variation to use the logo, yeah. the type of look that we expect you. And also the good thing about you, they gave you the color combinations that they've mm-hmm. approved. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you just pick one for you to use, the type, like the type they need to use. Everything was there. I was like, yo, it was so easy to actually do a design because you felt very confident. You're following very thorough guidelines. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it actually showed from the final design because they said, to you, you know what, yeah, this is exactly fits our overall brand. And we actually thanked for said, come on, bro. You know what I do. I do this every day. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was good. So I'm saying, bro. And even I'll guarantee in there, yeah, a lot of people don't realize like there's no actual. Most logos need to be responsive now, so it's not. Yeah. They have even a logo like a website has breakpoints. A logo will have breakpoints, so there'll be like yeah. a, a full logo, then mm-hmm. a, like a main logo, then you'd have like a um, a an logo icon with or, even like, an icon logo, and then you'd have like yes. even like they'll get smaller. So like depending on where yeah. they place, because you might have one on the social media icon which needs to just be mm-hmm. straight to the point. So it needs to not have yeah. usually barely has any text. It'll just be something an icon or a letter from the logo, and then as you get more space, you add to it usually, and you can have more information. Yeah, man. And these I are all th- things I feel like as as designers you know and our listeners who are creative individuals you and, in in the visual yeah. design you need to be charging for and need to be altering your prices and, and so even because, sometimes the kerning changes yeah. between the letters little things yeah. like that mm-hmm. like adjustments 
depending and on... Even, and so like, even in the guidelines, I'm sure even you probably saw it, there was probably different yeah. logos and they had like the icon yeah, in different places and yeah. depending on the scale, the the scale of it, they needed to be... Everything, mm-hmm. bruv. And like the type of fonts to use for like your heading, the body... And the spacing around... Explained. The spacing... Around the logo yeah. for it to be seen clear. It always be probably in there. Bruv, bruv I'm telling you, fam, <laughs> like Fiverr, you don't get this, bro. Like then man will just give you a PSD file and that's it. Go on. It's like, Sometimes yo. not even a PSD, you get a JPEG or PNG. A JPEG or PNG. What's we doing with that? Illustrator file, you know. Fam, it's like. Right, it's if not, I got a PSD file from um, Fiverr, essentially, for a logo, I'll be pissed. Because I'm, but obviously, as a non-designer, they probably don't even know what file. Because <laughs> when I explain and send the file types or say the file types, I can tell they're confused sometimes. But me as a yeah. designer, I always send a PNG, a JPEG, mm. and then I send the SVGs, and then I usually just well, yeah. I usually just send the AI file, so they've got it on their record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I give them the main free, essentially. Exactly, bro. Yeah, because yeah, fam. The thing is, I I feel like. And then I even go as far as making, so you know how like sometimes you've got the background. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do like, the P, I do the PNGs with background without background. Yeah. Yeah, and then I sometimes make it flat white or flat solid colours because sometimes you want the mm-hmm. logo just in a solid colour in it. It's what, yeah, you do. So you I give it. them all that as well. So when I package it, I package it correct, essentially. Yeah. And I think That's some people I don't do that because they don't think about no, all these no. little things. They don't, bruv. Because the thing is that they, they think, oh, like you said, like before, like a logo goes everywhere. It's like, nah. yeah, it does, but it doesn't, bro. Like there's the certain same elements. Yeah. In, it's not the same one. There's certain elements or certain things that you have to do that you have to consider. Like, does this fit the mode? And also, certain logo colours can't clash with a certain background. So you have to mm-hmm. be aware of like what you can use and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know what and I mean? that's all going back to my point. So most... If it's like a weird or odd color, you'll notice that they have a flat color option as well. So they'll mm-hmm. have their like, I don't know, let's say a gradient logo. Let's say, for instance, Instagram. They have a gradient mm-hmm. logo, but they also will always have what well, they used to have. A, I don't know. Do they, use, they do use a gradient logo, but they also have a flat logo for you to use. So there's always an option yeah. between you can use the gradient one in certain scenarios. Or they even tell you if you download the brand guidelines from Instagram, where, how to use yeah. it and how much, going back to how much spacing. And then they all, most companies always have two two logos um, oh, yeah, a flat would. one and yeah, then yeah. if they've got gradient or weird coloured one they would have that but sometimes you need that. to use the one colour one because as you said the gradient or the colourful mm-hmm. one might clash with the background so you need to use the flat colour yeah and also now as well like where people don't consider like your logos because what we've started to do now is all without designs they have to pass the accessibility test mm. as well and you're not aware of that because certain logos or certain colours you can't it's, it's going to clash and then that's going to fail your accessibility test. These are the things that people don't know about that's, as well, man. It's like, what's that? It's, what's that? What's the accessibility test? Is that like a program you've got or is that like a... In- yeah, a it's like a... It's a program. It's a, it's a website. So, you, yeah, okay. it's a website where you pick two main colours within the, you use within the page okay. and then it will grade it to like a score. Okay. So, obviously, it has to take everything and say, okay, cool, your logo is actually optimised or it passes the accessibility test so then people who have a learning disability can actually view your design your logo or if you were to choose this color scheme it's fine you know what i mean yeah if they've, but, got, mm-hmm. if they've got color impairment yeah like in terms yeah, of like color blindness so yeah blindness, no, that, sounds, that sounds cool 
Yeah. But yeah, man. To apply what we were talking about as well recently with the accessibility as well. I'm glad I'm hearing that, man. Nah, it's true, bro. Like, it's important, isn't it? Yeah, even me, bro. When I do videos now, I always say, like, to the client, like, if you thought about putting subtitles in there, because there's a lot of people who we don't think about it, like, but they might be um, deaf, innit? And sometimes, yeah. sometimes on a video, like especially on social media, you know, videos usually start and they mute sometimes. So if you've got mm-hmm. the subtitles there, sometimes the subtitle can grab someone, even if they can hear, but because yeah. the Instagram sometimes just mutes, yeah. it doesn't automatically play the sound, in it? But if they see a line or the speech or whatever the person's saying, it might grab their attention. They might want to actually yeah. listen to what's and going I, on or view what's going on. And I think you said it's all that forces you to actually add subtitles to your videos. And that also means that everyone, regardless, can actually enjoy and see the yeah. video. Yeah, the content, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, you man, what, what, what do you say? Yeah, so we say? All done? Bro, I've got nothing more to add to this, man. I'm sure nine we'll be talking to... about this in the future again anyway. Yeah, man. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening in. Don't forget to, as always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at What's the Point CP and share the podcasts, follow the podcast, and then, yeah, man, stay blessed. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.